I'm Mindy Peterson, and this is Enhanced Life with Music, the layperson's guide to enjoying music's benefits. Our guest today on the podcast is Ben Hassinger, ukulele ambassador of Michigan. That's Ben's, right. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's musical career began in the early 1970s when he was arrested for playing Smoke on the Water on accordion and singing in animal sounds in the cafeteria at Lansing Community College. It sounds like there's some stories behind that. <laughs> there are. You know, someone, uh, <clears throat> one uh, festival I was playing at said that was the best bio he'd ever read. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, when I saw that bio on your on your webpage, I thought, okay, I just got to read this because I love it. <laughs> oh, well, that was the start of something special for sure. After life-changing trips to Vietnam and Hawaii in 2009, Ben appointed himself the ukulele ambassador of Michigan and works as a music facilitator with special education children, teaches ukulele in Michigan school systems, senior centers and nursing homes at Lansing's Elderly Instruments, Interlake. Lockin Center for the Arts, and Michigan State University's Community Music School. Ben plays guitar and ukulele in the bands Blue Jello and the Ukulele Kings and is the co-founder of the Lansing, Michigan area ukulele group and the organizer of the Mighty Ute Day Festival, Interlochen's Ooptoberfest, and Midwest Ute Camp in Olivet. He's a prolific songwriter with two of his songs about the Detroit Tigers enshrined in the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. Impressive. I have some students who would be really impressed with that. Well, I, I, I do want to uh, debunk any rumors. I did get into the Baseball Hall of Fame without steroids. So. <laughs> Just, just so you know. You yes. Know. Uh, well, that's important information for my young students as well. <laughs> yes. Keep it clean, kids. That's right. All right. Uh, ben has composed a variety of original songs about dogs, food, love, Michigan, and the other important things in life. Welcome to the show, Ben. Thank you. Thank you, Mindy. It's great to be on. I have to say, I have a soft spot in my heart for Lansing. My husband, Ian, grew up and spent a lot of his growing up years in Grand Ledge, Michigan. Oh, and he's, okay. uh, he's a Spartan, Michigan State grad. Good for him. That's the <laughs> right school to support. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the Enhanced Life with Music podcast is all about augmenting our lives with the inspiration and enrichment of music. And I'm excited to hear what you have to say about the ukulele today because I have just heard so much about ukulele in the last five or so years. I just feel like it's exploded in popularity and across all demographics. My mother-in-law who lives in California picked it up uh, in the last several years as a hobby. And around that same time, my teenage daughter's friend right here in Minneapolis picked it up as a hobby. Neither of them have significant musical background, but it was apparently um, to them a fun, accessible instrument to pick up and just quickly learn and have that thrill of making music for themselves. In addition to that, I'm a huge fan of Gretchen Rubin, who's an author and podcaster. She's not particularly interested in music, but she's been talking recently about picking up the ukulele. She's learning to play it. And in addition to that, I was able to meet uh, Melody Bober recently, who's a prolific piano songwriter. And she was talking about buying ukuleles for her young grandchildren And the children's parents were having so much fun with the ukuleles that the kids themselves were not getting any time on their gifts. (laughs) I guess, you know, that's one of the things I've found about the ukulele is that I work with, I say I work with kids from age 8 to 88, 
Okay. And, uh, you know, the younger kids, it's a easy instrument for them to get started on. You know, they can play three or four chords pretty quickly. And if you know those three or four chords, you can play almost any song in the world. And it's a nice size, obviously, for kids. A guitar, guitar is a little rough to start on. And uh, the seniors that I work with, many of them maybe uh, played guitar and sang Peter, Paul, and Mary songs in the 60s, mm-hmm. gave it up for whatever reasons, uh, whether they had families or work or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. things get put to the sidelines sometimes. Mm-hmm. And now they want to make music again, but, you know, the hands don't quite work as well as they used to sometimes. Sure. And uh, the ukulele... It is very accessible size-wise, price-wise, ease of use to start playing with. And I just have a ball with my seniors, too. And, you know, they all sing really nicely, too, because I think they come back from a time where, you know, you used to sing at home a lot more. Your Mm. family would sing together and things like that. Sure. So, like I said, I love working with all ages, and I think the ukulele is a perfect instrument to get involved with in music. Um, like I said, it's easy enough to get started with, but again, some of the finest musicians I've ever met and seen play are ukulele players. So you can take it as far as, as far as you want also. Hmm, Interesting. Now you said it's easier to learn than the guitar. I have not played either one. So does the guitar have more strings than the ukulele? I, I, I think Mindy, you mean that you have not played an ukulele yet. Yes, I would love to play one. I would. <laughs> well, next time I'm up at uh, up in White Bear or something, I'll come down. Oh and, uh, yeah, do you come to White Bear for kicks? <laughs> Mike, I got a cousin that lives there. Oh, okay. So yes, um, I'd love to get together with you. Let me yeah. know when you're here. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, the uh, guitar has four strings, generally metal strings, unless you're playing a classical guitar, and a ukulele has four strings that are nylon, so it's easier on your fingers. It's a smaller neck, so it's easier to get around on. You can play a lot of chords. Well, let's see. I can think of one, two, three, four or five chords right off the top of my head that only use one finger. Oh, really? And actually, you can play a chord with no fingers. <laughs> Just oh, really? strum across the strings, and you have ah. a C6 chord. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so I, like I said, I think it's it's really accessible. It's probably the easiest instrument to get started on. But, again, you can take it as far as you want. You can be a world-class musician with an ukulele. Ah, interesting. Now, one thing I notice is that you're saying ukulele instead of ukulele. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Ukulele with a, uh, okina, I think, is it looks like a little apostrophe before it, is the Hawaiian way of saying ukulele, ukulele, ukulele. Oh. and my question for you is, do you know what that word means in the Hawaiian language? I don't. No idea. Well, it means jumping flea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of trivia for you there. Um, uku means flea and lele means jumping or dancing. And when the Portuguese came over in the mid-1800s to Hawaii to work, they brought their own instruments, which were the precursors to the ukulele. And they'd sit around at night at the campfire and their fingers were moving up and down the string so quickly, the native Hawaiians thought it looked like a little bug jumping up and down on the on the strings. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so in Hawaii, you could use the word ukulele or ukulele if it's... Ukulele. I think in Hawaii, you better say ukulele. Okay. So ukulele <laughs> refers to the instrument. 
Right. Okay. Oh, fascinating. I, yeah, it kind of changed to a you know more mainland pronunciation when it got popular over here, starting in the uh, early 1900s. Sure. Sure. But uh, yeah, you can, you know, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, when you when you when I noticed that you were saying ukulele, I thought, oh, my mother in law told me back when she picked this up that that's the correct pronunciation. Oh, really? You're you're that's right, Jean. From reading your bio, it appears that your love affair with the, the ukulele began with life changing trips to Hawaii, which makes sense. I can see the connection there, and Vietnam in 2009. Uh, I'm not quite as the, the connection between ukulele and Vietnam is not quite as obvious to me. And I'm it's, going to it's Vietnam. Not obvious at all. Yeah. So oh, tell me. Yeah. So tell me about your life-changing trip to Vietnam and Hawaii in 2009. Well, let's see. I'm trying to think which one came first. Uh, actually, Vietnam came first. Okay. Um, I went over and taught a class on kind of American culture through folk music at Cantal University, which is an affiliate of Michigan State. Oh. And it was, uh, I wasn't, didn't bring an ukulele that I had my guitar. And uh, I was just, I was just blown away by the students I worked with there. They're all first and second year English students at the university mm. and their passion and dedication to their people and to their country and to make it a better place was just amazing. We shared culture back and forth, which was wonderful. So, you know, they, they did a lot of things like reenacted a traditional Vietnamese wedding, sang some different Vietnamese songs, I sang, you know, some good old standards like this land is your land and mm -hmm. country roads take me home and, okay. you know, some of the ones I wrote about Michigan. So that was more of a teaching experience through music. Mm -hmm. And uh, I came back from that and uh, quit my sales rep job I'd had for 15, 20 years and started getting involved in English as a second language, teaching that. Mm. Then in a, a few months later... I ended up in Hawaii, and uh, who would have thought I stumbled upon an ukulele festival? Mm. You know, what a surprise, huh? <laughs> but uh, So I was sitting there in uh, Waikiki with uh, a few hundred people and watching everybody from kids to, you know, performers from Hawaii to four women from Sweden playing and singing in Swedish. Uh, <laughs> playing the ukulele and having a great time. Uh, one of the things that really impressed me was the Langley Ukulele Ensemble, which is a group from Vancouver, Canada. And uh, what it is, it's, it's basically like a high school choir with ukulele, led by this, uh, their conductor, Peter Luongo. And the way I understood it was if they stuck with this program through middle school and high school, then their reward was they got to go to Hawaii. Oh, wow. That's quite a reward. So that's, it was that's awesome. awesome. And I just really got blown away by them. And that's what made me think, wow, leading a group, you know, having a big group of people playing together would be great. And I got a hold of uh, my friend Stan Werben that owned, owns Elderly Instruments here in Lansing. And uh, he goes, I've been wanting to get an ukulele thing going for a long time. So he and I and another person, Dave Paysant, started the Lansing Area Ukulele Group in September of 2009, so almost 10 years ago. And then things just went crazy since then. My whole life turned into ukulele. And then over the next couple of years at the English school I was teaching at, I started an international ukulele orchestra. 
So we had we had uh, students from all over the world. I mean, like Cuba, South America, various uh, Middle Eastern countries, China, Japan, South Korea, everywhere. And this this is an international school where? It, it was in East Lansing. Oh, okay. It was an English school. Okay. And, and most of the students were adults. Well, they were all adults. That uh, a lot of their spouses had come to Michigan State to get an advanced mm. degree. And stuff like that. Ah, sure. So, and I taught uh, beginning English as a second language. And I found music to be a real good way to help teach mm-hmm. language. You know, obviously we learned our ABCs with a song. Mm-hmm. And I used a lot of it for pronunciation, yeah. uh, different vowel sounds and things like that. Sure. And it was fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You> know, I bet. <laughs> a lot of fun. And we performed for the other students and everybody got a real kick out of it. Uh-huh. The nice thing about the ukulele, I feel, is it's a communal instrument. Mm. You know, if you had 50 or 80 guitar players together, they'd all be trying to outdo each other, right? <laughs> but you get all these ukulele players together and they can be rank beginners or they can be more advanced players and they all work together and help each other out and sing together and it's it's really it's like uh you know having a knitting club or a quilting thing or it's it's a group activity for so many people Uh and that's really what keeps it going interesting now when you had your trip to hawaii and vietnam obviously you already had some musical background Had had you played the ukulele before not really. I mean, I played guitar since I was 15, which, not giving away my age, let's see, but <laughs> a long time ago. And uh, I played piano first. And then, of course, when I was a teenager, I wanted to play guitar, right? Sure, be cool. I know how that goes. And, I'm a piano teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I didn't really pick up the ukulele till 2009. And I just, being a guitar player... Uh, the chords transfer really nicely to ukulele, the chord shapes and vice versa. So yeah, I just picked it up. It was kind of a no brainer. And it just, like I said, it just took over my life. Well, if listeners are interested in learning how to play the ukulele, what do you recommend? I know my, my teenage daughter's friend learned through YouTube videos, which it sounds like there's YouTube video for everything now. Where (laughs) where do a lot of you, obviously you teach, so if people are located in the Lansing area, they could learn from you. You have the three-hour ukulele workshop for beginners at Interlochen, which is in the Traverse City area. So if people are in Michigan, they're they're pretty fortunate because they have a lot of resources with you. Uh, What about other people? Well, A lot of people, I mean, the nice thing about a YouTube video is you can learn like any style at any time of the day. But like, uh, you know, Benjamin Franklin said, everything on YouTube isn't necessarily correct. right? (laughs) But YouTube is a great way to learn stuff. And a lot of a lot of the best players that I've hired for my festivals and teachers are on YouTube. So, um, you know, you can check out all kinds of people there. But there's something to be said for reinforcing that with face-to-face with an instructor right there mm-hmm. in front of you. Sure. you know, because they can see what you're doing wrong or doing right and, you know, help correct it or reinforce what you're doing. So there's no reason you can't mix the two. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and I think most, you know, just about every, any music store now, since ukuleles have become such a big part of their business, they offer ukulele lessons oh okay. so that would be the first place i would check 
or if there's a local ukulele group in your town, you know, you can check with them and see what they recommend. But mm-hmm. yeah, a combination of both, I think works, works well. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is the price range of the oh. traditional beginner ukulele? I kind of recommend buying your second ukulele first. Okay. And by that, I mean, don't just go out and buy the absolute cheapest one you can find mm. because it's, may not be a very good instrument, it may not play well, it may not stay in tune, mm-hmm. and you might get discouraged and just say forget it. Okay. So spend a little bit of more money and you know buy a decent one. I For my students, Ohana is a company that I like to use. They have a really nice $60, $70 soprano ukulele mm. that I think is a great buy for the money. Uh, you go up a little more into price, you know, you get around 125, 150, you can get a really nice uke. And, you know, the sky's the limit from there. I mean, I've got uh, one of my ukes is about $2,500 and um, they, they're more, there's ones more expensive than that too. Okay. So, so it's kind of like anything, you know, there's a, there's a wide range, get something decent that doesn't break your budget. And there's different sizes too. I don't oh. know if you know that. I, I didn't know that. Well, you just mentioned soprano ukulele. How, what different kinds are there, and does that relate to the size? The main three are relate to the size, and it's soprano, which is the traditional size. A little bit larger is called a concert ukulele, and then what I play most of the time is a tenor. Being an ex-guitar player, I want something a little bit larger, mm. and those are all tuned the same. They're tuned G, C, E, A good children eat apples and then there's also one called uh the baritone ukulele that's a little larger yet it was really popularized about uh by arthur godfrey in the 50s and uh that one is tuned dgbe which is like the top four strings of a guitar Mm. so if you're a guitar player and go to ukulele that one's an immediate transfer Mm -hmm. your chords and skills the other ones you can play the chord, same chord shapes, but they're a different chord. Mm, okay. So, but the traditional tuning is G C E A, and they basically come in three different sizes: soprano, concert, and tenor. Okay, all right. Well, that kind of leads us into our improv segment. The improv segment of the podcast is kind of a try this at home hack, an experiment, some kind of a suggestion that. Uh, will enhance life for our listeners with music. It sounds like there's a couple tips that you have right in there for things that people could do right away, which would be get a ukulele, maybe watch that some is... YouTube videos and learn how to play a few chords. Uh, what else? Well, you know, I, I, that's pretty much where you start. And then find some friends that are also interested to play with them. Mm-hmm. You know, that gives you the motivation to keep going. You kind of egg each other on a little bit. Uh, and you can start working together and maybe writing some songs. Um, you mentioned your teenage daughter mm-hmm. was playing ukulele. That's been really popular with teenage girls. I think one, because, you know, you can pick it up. It's a nice size. It's easy to play. Mm-hmm. But also the uh, total range of the ukulele seems to fit in really well with the female voice. Okay. It complements that really well. So. Yeah, I, you know, you teach piano. Mm-hmm. So other than setting up a piano duet, it's not like everybody gets their pianos together in the living room and start playing. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. An ukulele, you know, it's portable. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, you can all just sit around and play and sing and have a good time. And mm-hmm. as I said before, it kind of reminds me of what you do, you know, back in the 60s and things like that. Just get people together and play and make music together. Mm, yeah. So learn some of the basics with YouTube, with a, you know, instructor, do some peer-to-peer teaching with your friends mm-hmm. and uh, just have some fun with it. You'll find, I think, that well, we're going to get together every Tuesday night, you know, and play our ukuleles or something like that. Mm-hmm. So sure. um, that communal aspect of it, I think, helps reinforce learning the ukulele as well as just having fun with it. Mm, love that. Yeah. If people want to listen to ukulele concerts, do they call them concerts? <laughs> Jam yeah. sessions? It's music. Well, <laughs> it, I mean, you know, a concert is a presentation, right? I mean, yeah, the concert yeah. is someone's up there on the stage playing. Yeah. A jam or a strum is when a bunch of people get together and, you know, one person will say, well, let's do this song. And, uh, you know, they'll play whatever. Uh, this land is your land. Someone else will want to play. Well, let's do blowing in the wind and then they'll do that. Or let's play Riptide or a lot, a lot of times you'll get people together and they'll go around. They'll go around in a circle and each person will lead a song. Mm-hmm. Now, the songs that you mentioned today's teenagers don't know those songs. I you don't know think. what? You know what? Everybody seems to know this land is your land. Okay. I have, I found that. And the, the real interesting thing about that song, it's been rewritten for all these other countries. Mm. So there's a Canadian, this land is your land. There's a Italian, this land is your land. And when I went to Vietnam, I looked on the internet and did not find a Vietnamese. This oh, land really? So we wrote, I wrote with the students, we wrote a song, you know, talking about the beauty of Vietnam and the different geographical characteristics and things like that. But I I have found everybody knows this is land is your land. Hmm. And uh, along with Beatles songs, Mm, everybody seems to know Beatles songs. And of course, now with the new movie out, Uh I think that'll add a little bit more. But there's a lot of newer popular songs that I also work with my kids on. Um, Riptide, 21 Pilots did a uh, redo of, uh, God, I can't think of it right now, the Elvis Presley song, I Can't Help Falling in Love oh, With You. okay. Uh, you know, Bruno Mars songs, the Jason Mraz songs, uh-huh. Colby Calais songs lend themselves real well to ukulele. So many modern pop songs lend themselves to the ukulele or, you know, more and more have an ukulele in them somewhere in the mm. actual recording. So, it's sure. become popular in that way too. So sure, is there any kind of live streaming of ukulele uh, strums or or yeah. concerts oh, that yeah. pe- that people can go to and, yeah. and listen to? Yeah, a lot of times. Uh, I mean, just like like any musician, a lot of people will broadcast their concerts on ukulele. Sometimes with the Lansing Area Ukulele Group, when we get it together enough to do it, we'll do a live strum. You know, we'll give a link to here's the songbook we're using. And, uh, you know, do Facebook Live with it. There's a guy, Pete McCarty, down in, down south somewhere. I forget what uh, what state he's in. He's always doing stuff on, on leading a strum on uh, Facebook Live or, mm. YouTube or something like that, you know? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you could do some searching around uh-huh. and find uh, various youth groups doing their, doing their thing live. And you can, you can be at home and play along with them. Mm, sounds like fun. Well, for the coda, which is our musical ending segment of the podcast, 
I always ask guests to contribute some kind of a song, and I know you have a lot of original compositions that you've that you've written. Can you share one of your songs with us as we finish out our episode here? Sure. My dad's side of the family's from Ishpeming, Michigan. Aha. Uh-huh. Up in the UP, and actually, I got to tell you this, Mindy. My grandmother, my grandmother Hassinger, was a Peterson. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I don't know if there's some relation there or somewhere along the line. But uh, when we were kids, they lived in this really nice little house that my grandfather, I think, built a lot of it. And it was up on a hill, up in the woods. And uh, ever since I was a little kid, I've gone to this house. It was my grandparents' house when they had both passed. It was my parents' house. They retired up there. And they both passed. And now it's mine and my sister's house. And uh, holds a lot of memories for me. And I wrote this song about it called Deer Lake Road. That's mm. the name of the road it's on. Mm. And this is on the Ukulele Kings uh, CD, Three Cool Cats. All so, right. Here we go. drive north to the Mackinac Bridge. we cross that span and pay our toll. Keep heading west to Deer Lake Road. And everything is different up there. The crisp smell of pine and the fresh air. The roads are red from the iron ore. You never worry about locking the door. My grandparents lived up on a hill. Just down the river from the old sawmill, a fine little house, sturdy and warm, kept us sheltered from the winter storms. Things seem so simple then, I'll never see those days again. Life gets complicated when you're old. I wish I was back on Deer Lake Road. Grandma made the best passies around, sang in the choir at the church downtown. Grandpa fixed motors for the road commission sold, worms and minnows to the Deer Lake fishermen. Behind that house was always parked, that old Chevy truck that never did start. I grabbed that wheel with both my hands and take a trip to far off land. On that flexible flyer, we did glide. It was our chilly magic carpet ride. Straight down the hill, into the trees, we were covered with snow. From our heads to our feet, things seemed so simple then. I'll never see those days again. Life gets complicated when you're old. I wish I was back. Deer Lake Road And then Grandpa got the cancer Lost an eye And one day in the barn he died Grandma, she carried on But nothing was the same after he'd gone
get a tear in my eye, a lump in my throat, thinking about fishing in that old wood boat. The time has come and gone so fast. I wish I could have made it last, cause things seem so simple and I'll never see those days again. Life gets complicated when you're old. I wish I was back on Deer Lake Road. Yeah, thank you so thank much, you. Ben. What an what an amazing way to celebrate and honor uh, your childhood and a special time, special place from your childhood. I love it, and yeah. i i love the I love the references to pasties, Mackinac Bridge. <laughs> I, I totally know uh, all those things. My my dad actually went to college at Michigan Tech and got married. My parents got married uh, right before his last year of college. So I, I have a family recipe for pasties that they got oh, right. when they lived up there in the UP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my ethnic food. You know, yes. Yes. So. Oh, fun. Well, and the UP has a special place in my heart, too. My husband, Ian, and I honeymooned in the Porcupine Mountains in the UP oh, during yeah. peak color in early October. It was, go- it was like being that's in a calendar. Beautiful. It was absolutely sure. gorgeous. And uh, we we drive through the UP every summer on on our way back to visit my parents who live in the Traverse City area now. So really fun to hear all those references to Mackinac Bridge. Now you mentioned that your grand your grandmother was a Peterson and had a place right. in the UP. Well, she you know she married my grandfather, which was you know, and then became a Hassinger. But okay. yeah, her maiden name was Peterson. Okay, well, Eleanor Peterson. Okay, interesting. Peterson is my married name. I'm uh, Van Dyke from West Michigan, Dutch country. I, I was going to say, you must be from the west side of the state there. <laughs> uh, but my husband's a Peterson, and his family, the Petersons, had a family home in Iron Mountain. So I wonder if there was any wow, connection there. There might be. Yeah. Oh, with Ancestry.com, maybe we'll figure it out. <laughs> Well, it was so delightful to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time and for all the fascinating information on the ukulele. It was wonderful to talk with you, Ben. Thank you. Thank you, Mindy. And if anyone wants to find out more about me and the ukulele, uh, they can go to Ben Hassinger, H-A-S-S-E-N-G-E-R, just like passenger with an Hmm. H, dot com. And, uh, you know, I have, I mean, I have different things about me, but there's also some ukulele resources on that site as well. Wonderful. And you have some Facebook pages, too, that listeners can find your information on. Yeah, there's Ben Hassinger Music. There's Ben Hassinger. There's the Ukulele Kings. There's uh, Laugh, which is the Lansing Area Ukulele Group. And that's a big (laughs) group I run. So if anyone out there is ever in the Lansing area, mid-Michigan, on the second Saturday of the month, come by Sir Pizza in Old Town, and there's always a strum going on from 10.30 in the morning to 12.30 afternoon. Mm, wonderful. Excellent. Well, and you let me know next time you're in White Bear Lake. Absolutely. Yeah, i got to get <laughs> up there. I've got family and friends in that. I love the Twin Cities. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. If you have a smart speaker, you can listen to the show by saying, Alexa or Hey Google, Play Enhanced Life with Music podcast. To automatically receive the next episode and help others find the show, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever podcast app you use. 
Please tell a friend about us and tell us your suggestions for topics and guests at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast. That page is also where you'll find show notes and where you can tell me how music enhances your life. I'd love to hear from you. Until next week, may your life be enhanced with music.